All right, back here on 760 WJR on this Wednesday, your ride home. Always good to talk to our friend Jim Brandstatter, who for so many years is the voice of Michigan football, Mm -hmm. and now has put together a book and an audio book that is about the voices of Michigan football, (laughs) voices of Michigan Stadium, U of M Wolverine football history told by the legends who made it. What? The legend Jim Branstetter is on the other end of the line. Uh, from one legend, from one legend to another, Mitch. It's good to talk to you, KB. How are you? How are you, sir? Steve Courtney's here with us too. What's yes. up, Brandy? A half a legend. I'm good. Half so, legend. can I this say is, something before you start, Mitch? Can I say yes. before I start? And this is for Brandy and you and everybody in the listening audience. It is a crime that the Ohio State game is not before Thanksgiving. Agreed. In Michigan. Agreed. I, uh, I agree. I and you know what? You know, since they added extra teams, they had to extend the season. Right. And uh, you know, the Big Ten's a fourteen-team conference now, and you had to do something. So you had a game, and next thing you know, Michigan and Ohio State are playing after Thanksgiving. That's like I think Michigan, Michigan State should be the first Saturday in October every year. But you know, you got to live with what the schedule makers do. Well, and at least at that one's at noon, Michigan, right. Ohio State. They're not going to put it like the Michigan, <laughs> Michigan State game at night. Which, I, which, I, yeah, I, I, I saw you after that game. You and I are looking the same way. Like, what are we yeah. doing here at midnight? What, you know? yeah, it's too dark out here at the end <laughs> exactly. of this game. Stupid. Exactly. So uh, tell us about this book. So, so you've got, uh, in the audio book, obviously, you've got the actual sound of people, but is the paperback, you know, the book itself, is this sort of in the voices of a lot of famous Michigan, both coaches and players? Yeah, the, the actual book, the, the really the better version is the audio version. It mm-hmm. is out in paperback. But what I had was all of this material, Mitch, from over the years of Bo, you know, of I actually have the guy that scored the first touchdown ever at Michigan Stadium, Kip Taylor. Oh, wow. uh, I interviewed him back at Don Canham's party on a Friday night before a game in his factory. And, and I have him telling the story of scoring the first touchdown at Michigan Stadium in 1927 wow. with Benny Oosterbahn on the field at the same time. And I had all this stuff in my garage, and I said, this is material that ought to be utilized, right? So I digitized it, and I put it all together. When I, found, I had like four pages, computer pages of files. And I went, you know, I think I could create a book out of this. So in their own words, with their own voices, with their own passion and emotion, telling their stories about some of the great moments in Michigan Stadium history. And it turned out really well. I think it's a neat project, and uh, I love the way it's come out. I mean, for you, who knew Bo Schembechler very well, wouldn't you love to hear him one more time? Oh, yeah. Talk talk about the 10-10 tie vote and how bitter he was. Were most of these conversations, were most of these conversations, like, in interview settings, quiet interview settings, or were they on fields, or well, were they done? They were done all over the place. A lot of them were done in interview settings, but I did the interviews at like banquets, mm. so I had to clean them up a little bit. Some of them are a little bit scratchy, but I think it aids, and some of them are over the phone, uh, but but it aids a little bit in, in the authenticity and the age sure. of it all. But they're all very understandable and. Um, to hear Ron Johnson talk about, you know, the 348-yard performance uh, against Wisconsin, or Canham telling the story about uh, the time that they set an attendance record and couldn't uh, claim it uh, because the guy printed the tickets for the wrong game and he had to put the <laughs> Cub Scouts in the aisleway. <laughs> you know, these are these are some of the things. That, or Desmond talking about the pose after the Ohio State game. This yeah. is all part of you know voices of Michigan Stadium. It's, I liken it to that point where you you sit around a table with a bunch of legends 
and you just listen to them tell stories. Right. That's what this is like. And they tell it in their own voices. And I think that's the real uniqueness to Voices of Michigan Stadium yeah. is you well, get the like, audio book and hear them tell their stories. How difficult Brandy on was the it? spot with a with a tape recorder. I want to I want to uh make sure people understand how they can get this uh Jim where where can they go especially well, for the online version. The online the audio version, version. Can, the audio version you can go to uh jimbrandstetter.com and there's a link right on the first page to get you to Amazon where you can buy the book. It's a one-time buy if you want or you can join their Audible thing. But it's a one-time buy. And uh, you can go to Amazon.com and search for Voices of Michigan Stadium and also have an opportunity to buy it also. So uh, I think it's great. I think it's fun. Mitch, you, I think, would enjoy hearing the old voices, hearing Bo, some of his great comments. Uh, Ron Kramer telling stories about Benny Oosterbahn. Desmond talking about stories. Uh, Jansen talking about Woodson. I mean, there's so much fun stuff in there that uh, it was such a joy to put together. Oh, yeah. uh, It sounds fantastic. Yeah, no, in fact, if you if you want to get us some some of the clips of sound, we'll take it and we'll be able to promote well, you, it as well. You, yeah, you got. I I can do that. I'll send you some clips. But you guys already have some clips. They're going to run some clips of some of these guys uh, uh, through on on WJR with their uh, hundred year hundred anniversary. Okay, great. Right. Fantastic. So they're going to run some of that stuff. But if you want some. Have your producer call me. I'll send you a, a few clips. How difficult uh, was it, Brando, to whittle down the material? Uh, very difficult. <laughs> I mean, I, some of the stuff came to me late, like Cam Cameron. Remember, he was the old coach. Sure. I went on to coach at Indiana and coached the Miami Dolphins. But Cam, in his last year with Bo, put a, a microphone up in front of the room when Bo was giving a pregame speech. And, and believe it or not, I found these tapes when – Kathy and I were cleaning out Bo's office a year after he passed away. And all it said was Bo pregame on the cassette. And Kat looked at me and said, here, Jim, you take these. So I said, okay. I put them in my briefcase and they were in the garage for 15 years. And I got them out and played them. And I said, oh my God, this is gold. And so that his, his pregame speech before Illinois in 1989 in Champaign to the team is, is on there also. So, Wow. It was it was tough, Steve, but it was fun, and and I I found out I had some stuff that I didn't realize that I had, and uh, it just got better and better uh, the more I went through the stuff. Well, you can get it at jimbrandstatter dot com uh, or on Amazon and uh, Voices of Michigan Football. Uh, before we let you go, give us a your take on the remainder of Michigan season. They've got two <laughs> games left. Yeah. Uh, one is a you know a very dangerous game. Uh, any game you play before the Ohio State game, I don't care who you're playing, is you a bet. dangerous game from a from a psyche. You gotta you know you and I and 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 Harbaugh and I, you know, we've all been around long enough to say this is dangerous. It's dangerous. Got to be careful. Oh. But they're still the kids themselves are still eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old kids, and they don't know about taking somebody for granted because you're looking the week ahead. Yeah, we say it every year too, and it's true. You must concentrate on Illinois. Make sure you take care of that business first. This is a mature team. I think they're pretty good about it. They're veteran kids, most of them. Um, you know, I mean, Coram's not going to forget it. Uh, Ronnie Bell's not going to let the guys forget it. So, But Illinois is seriously important. But the thing I think is going to be interesting is you got two such different styles in Michigan and Ohio State. Michigan is that – he's a Bo Schembechler team. You stop yeah. the run and you run the ball. And Ohio State's that flashy team that can 
you know, throw up big numbers, and, and they're the uh, glitter. They're the 4th of July fireworks. And Michigan, Michigan's like that uh, 18-wheeler Mack truck. And, yeah. and, and they can both win their own way. I think in, in a game like that, conditions in November will be a key. Uh, your special teams are going to have to be great. You can't make a mistake there, and you can't turn the ball over. Those, to me, are the three factors when you get into a game where these two teams are so close and yet so different yeah. you know, from a style perspective, but yet so close talent-wise. It's hard not to look at Ohio State and go, nobody's going to beat them. Uh, you know, because <laughs> when, they, when, they, when you watch them play, as you point out, they are very impressive in how they win. I mean, they just yeah, look like they, they can destroy you. Michigan wins their games, but they don't win them. You know, they, they, they slog it out and they get, you know, quorum for eight, quorum for 12, quorum right, for seven, right. quorum for – and it's, it just doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't impress you as much. Well, it's one of those things where Ohio State, they're on top 45 to 10 at half. Right. Michigan's yeah. on top 17 to 3 right. and wins 45 to 10. But it's not the same, you know, it, it doesn't look the same. That's, right. I think people talk about style points. I think that's kind of what, what these two teams are like. But both of them are very capable of beating anybody they play on any Saturday. Well, it'd be nice, you know, uh, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that they could be ranked, you know, two and three going into the thing. And depending on what happens with TCU and others, they still end up in the playoff, you know, uh, I, I know. With, it's, with, it's, with one loss. I know. It's. It's wild, but uh, that's hey, Possible. that's the world we live in in college yeah. football today. But you're absolutely yeah. right; that scenario does exist. How many points do you get for being not many points, but advantage for it's going to be in Ohio as the last year? Because last year's team was pretty. I thought that Ohio State team last year was better than one this year. I don't know. Last year, Kenny up front, I didn't think they were as strong as they are this year. I think this year they got a lesson last year. Michigan dominated them physically, and believe me, that was on their minds right from the moment they opened up spring practice and and they got better up front physically but i do think michigan is as good up front as they were a year ago and the most amazing thing you lose hutchinson you lose ojabo and you lose dax hill top draft picks in the nfl and your defense is maybe better than it was a year ago Hmm. that's a credit to those kids that are now playing and, and that coaching staff they've done a remarkable job with that my voices of michigan stadium is the name of the book Get it at jimbrandstatter.com. Jimbo, always great to talk to you, man. Take care. Hey, Mitch, it's always a pleasure. Good to be with all of you. Take care. All right. The great legend, Jim Brandstatter, here on 760 WJR.